Okay. This is my first proper podcast where I want to get into um, what's been going on in my life, basically. And stuff that's happened to me and where I am at now, basically. Uh, I'm going to continue the podcast bit by bit and add bits as I go along, but let me start off with uh, where all this began. I suppose where it began was I'd come across a load of MDMA and acid, LSD. So I had the LSD and the MDMA and I had the MDMA every other night maybe or definitely every time I had a a day off from work at weekends. And I got, I felt all right until, where did it all go wrong? Well, I don't know if you can say it go wrong. I feel like I've been blessed more than anything. Because I feel like I'm more tuned into what this world is. Which I think more and more now is more like a VR game. But I do believe in the creator, which you can call God. I don't believe in a specific God, but there is an almighty God, Yahweh, whatever you want to call it, but there is a God watching over us, and the watchers, I believe in that, but yeah, so what happened was, I was watching a documentary, what happened was, let me rewind a little bit, so I had like a a rooker on my toe, it was pretty bad, some virus on my foot and then I was supposed to be going to Egypt for my birthday for my 40th and then just before my birthday the pandemic started you know couldn't believe it because I had my heart set on going to Egypt I wanted to go see the pyramids because I'm fascinated by pyramids so I've had this calling to go to Egypt for a bit now so I was really looking forward to it, but the pandemic came and then it got me down a bit, got depressed I suppose. Taking it out on my girlfriend, just being mean to her and stuff. Which I regret now completely because we're not together anymore. We were together for 12 years and I love that girl. I will get her back one day, but I'll win her back. But anyway... I was watching this uh, documentary on American Indians as she was uh, scraping off me Veruca, which rats she did it every day and it, oh, it was horrible. I hate like, like hell. But as she was doing this, I was watching this documentary and um, it was based on some. American Indian chief who had white hair and he lived for ages, he lived for a long time but I think he worked with the Americans and the Indians I think he had respect from all sides and for some reason I just started crying I can't, it just hit me I don't know why and I can only like the only explanation I can put it down to is like I was almost possessed by by an American Indian spirit or something. 
because it really did get into me and for about a week after that I was just doing like weird stuff that I can't really remember maybe I think they call it psychosis but it felt more than that to me it was more than just I don't know I was I was doing stuff like art of war kind of stuff like using any kind of little ornaments or anything as like figurines of like you know battle squads or whatever and I like my girlfriend she had to watch me do it for a, a week or that so she probably thought I lost my mind maybe I did I don't know and then after about a week and a half or just after a week or something I think it started freaking out a bit too much because I wasn't sleeping or if I did sleep it'd be for an hour and then I'd get up and carry on and it was almost like she wasn't there in my head I had to do this thing whatever it was and so she sectioned me and I got sectioned and what happened was I can't really remember much, but I remember her passing me the phone and saying, it's Dave on the phone. I can't remember saying it was the ambulance. And I was like, who? So I answered the phone and I was like, who the hell's Dave? And I just bent the phone and crushed the phone with my bare hands. I, I don't know how I did it. I don't think I could do it again. And just chucked the phone out the window. So obviously I think the police got sent around. She went, must have went outside, but I thought she was indoors still. But she left the door open. But I thought that she uh, was in the house and they bust the door down and come in. So I didn't know what was going on. So I barricaded myself in the living room. They came in. They were going to try and tase me. They were trying to push me against the side of the kitchen thing and did me back in. And then... Tried to break my arms, basically, and then put the knee on my neck. I don't know what happened. Maybe maybe I died that night. I don't know. I was close to death. An NDE or something. I mean, there was another time when I was in a car crash and time slowed down. So I've had, you know, two or three near-death experiences. There was one time when I overdosed as well. I was in the hospital. And the woman said to me when I went out for a cigarette that I had to be resuscitated twice. So I don't know. I've been I've had it a few times, so maybe that's what's pierced the veil for me. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, so because they obviously did me back in, and I was in pain, they took me to the, the hospital. And this is during the pandemic, so. I was expecting to be dead busy, but I got there and there was no one there. Apart from me, the, these three security guards and a couple of staff. And they kept me there for hours and hours. I was there in total about 14 or 15 hours, but after about, I don't know, 10 hours, every hour I'd, I'd say, where's the doctor? And they'd be like, oh, he's coming, he's on his way. It was like just winding me up for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why it was happening, but something wasn't right. And then 
I was just starting to get more and more angry because it was just ridiculous how long I was waiting because there was no one there, they weren't even busy so I couldn't understand why the doctor wasn't there Dog barking, must have escaped. Uh, anyway, so I think they made some joke, like some joke I didn't care for, and I was worried about my girlfriend. So I just thought, sod this, I'm gonna hit this guy because he's winding me up now. So I looked around and I got like a wrist guard thing. I just hit him because he he made some horrible joke. And I just thought, you know what? I'm here sat here worrying about my girlfriend and you're making wisecracks about horrible shit. So I hit him and then they all piled on me, filled me in. Got the knee on my neck and all that. And I blanked out. So I don't know what happened then. Maybe I died again, I don't know. And then, um, after another few hours, I, thought, I just got sick of it. So I pretended I was going to walk out and escape. Waited for the same guy to come close. And I got him again. Then they filled me in again. And then I was in some waiting room for ages with the light on me. Couldn't sleep. And then I think they took me to some mental institute. And they said I wasn't making much sense when I got there. I can't remember much. But the next day I was fine. So I was in the hospital. And I, then I just kept making stupid decisions all the time. I had some savings saved up for me and my girlfriend to go travelling or like you know, a deposit on a house and stuff. I had it all planned out. We wanted to get a house. And then I ended up spending the money on um, the stock market because I thought I'd be able to do it. And it just all went terrible. I lost all my money. And then <clears throat> I come out of hospital. The relationship deteriorated bit by bit. You know, I just I was thinking completely different than I was before, and uh, and that was like last year, twenty twenty, twenty twenty vision, and yeah, ever since then, I just like I keep having synchronicities constantly. It's weird. And they say if you have synchronicities constantly, well, one guy said it, Duncan Trussell, says that it could be a sign of madness or it can lead to madness, but I've kept my head in check. It's all right, but one of the main problems is, like, just hearing people speak and you just automatically assume they're speaking about you. And uh, in some cases, I feel like it really is that that's the case. But it's just audio illusions I think I don't know but there is a lot of synchronicities I keep having that I just can't explain so I'm either being helped or 
in contact with some kind of alien life form or I'm either, I've either been abducted and I'm in a simulation that they've constructed or God, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But I do know that everything's built on stories now. And I remember once speaking to my girlfriend and telling her that I'm going to write a book about my life because I've had a quite interesting life, which I'll put down in me, documenting me podcast. But I'm also going to write a book on it. I've had a fascinating life. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff that I don't think many people have done or situations been in. But I said to her, I'm going to write a book, and she said to me, well, it needs a happy ending. And she's right. And I feel like I'm at this point in my life where I thought it was, you know, game over. I mean, I was homeless for a week a couple of weeks ago. I went to Bristol to see a friend because I told him I was really down and I was really close to just ending it all. So he came and picked me up to me to Bristol and I saw the graffiti there. And the graffiti was just beautiful, proper art. And uh, I kept seeing things like Jesus is King and St. Paul and all this, all that religious stuff. And I've had a few people say, oh, stuff like, are you the Messiah? And it's like, I don't believe in any of that. But when you hear people say it to you, it's weird. But I choose, that is not the story. My story is like, I've had a mad life. Done lots of drugs and stuff, but I'm going to come back from this. And I'm going to be successful. I want to build a brand and business and uh, start a charity eventually and stuff. I think that's the best way I can work for help. I mean, all I feel like I need to do now is I just want to help as many people as I can. And the best way of doing that is making money and then a business and then, you know, putting back into the world that's the best way and try and come up with some inventions to make the world a better place so that's my goal but yeah I, I can't help but feel like I'm being helped it felt like a bit of a curse before but now I think no it's they're helping me first yeah I thought it was possessed and I thought it was demonic and stuff but no I think it's good. I've had some, it was rough at first in London. I kept hearing stuff that I didn't like hearing. It's like, why is this happening to me? But when I decided, I left my mate and just walked, and because we went from Bristol to London, and I stayed in a hotel for the night, which was nice. But I felt dead paranoid. I didn't get much sleep, and then in the morning I just got up and. So Charlie then, for some reason, just walked off. Just grabbed my compass. Don't know why I had a compass, but I had a compass. And decided to walk southwest. So I did. 
I walked through Brixton and that in like clothes with dead dirty because I was trying to sleep the night homeless in London and then didn't get much sleep but I just carried on walking and I had the weirdest thing happen to me it was like I could see families coming out and then when I walked past them they'd say thank you I don't know why it was so weird it was like being in a film but I just carried on walking tried to sleep as when I could in doorways and stuff and there was one point when I was in the doorway and I was trying to sleep and it was raining and it was cold and I was shivering and I looked in the shadows on the door and I, th- I could see these like shadow fingers just over me and I, I smelt and a, a, a sense or an aroma I don't know what it was but like soothing me so I knew they were watching over me like making me feel better and then there was one time when I got to the garage and I got into this coal um, holder thing. I don't know what, how you'd explain it, like a little box that you lift the lid up and I climbed in just to keep warm for a bit and try and go to sleep for a bit. And I could hear the voices like, you know, going, oh, he's sleeping, he's coming, you know, come out, he's sleeping. Almost like I'm connected somehow with some other life form somewhere else in the galaxy or something I don't know it's just an idea I've had you know when they talk about particle um, some, what they call now I can't think is it quarks or some, I don't know I forget the name but when one particle moves anywhere in the galaxy the, the other particle move in the exact same way Kind of like that, like a twin flame or a twin soul, something that I'm connected with somewhere else in another galaxy or another dimension, something. I really feel like that's the case. And yeah, when I was sleeping in the coal holder, I could hear that, like, as though they were like opening some like dimension door coming in, like scuttling up as though they're more scared of me than anything when they don't need to be scared you know what I mean but I'm just as different to them as they are to me I suppose and I thought that isn't the only time there's another time when I slept by a building I could sense like some kind of spirit or something almost like putting a circle around me of salt or dirt or something to protect me so I know I'm being watched over. Because I, I could hear it. I mean, maybe it was an illusion, but it felt real to me. But it's not just that. When I was walking, every time I'd be out of water or something, just when I'm like really parched and need a drink, some a bit of water would show up. And then there was a, I, was about, I was in some woods as well. I got to a place, this was mad, I got to a place next to, when I was just walking with compass, and I felt like I knew I was being followed, but I wasn't bothered, I just thought, well, whatever, I'm not doing nothing wrong, I'm just walking, but I got to this point where there was this pub, and I went behind the pub, and I saw this meadow, 
and my girlfriend's best mate, she always on, goes on about meadows. So when I saw the meadow, I just took my shoes off because I've been walking for ages. And just, oh, it felt amazing. And then I walked around this lake and there was this little pond with some ducks. And I kept walking. And then somewhere like woods. And in the woods there was like, it was like a, not an assault course, but like some kind of course with clues. Like like a detective course or something like that. And the first bit I went to, there was like this hot mound of dirt with a stick at the top. And it was hot. And there was a flame where the, the stick was. And I went back to the course where the beginning is. I'm sure it said P on one side and K on the other. I can't be sure about that. Maybe I'm imagining that. I can't remember for sure, but... I did it and I went around and I found all these clues. And then I got to a bit where there was like a bucket type thing and there's like these letters and stuff written by some someone. So, so they written them in, written them in school. And it was like almost like a ESP test type thing where you know they ask you to draw something and there's a name and it's like garage band. And I looked at it and it looked just like Native Instruments contact plugin. And there's a bit on about the Spanish Armada. I think it said look into that and why it failed. I can't remember the Spanish Armada failing, but I need to look into that. But I don't have my computer at the moment. And also Elizabeth I. I'm sure there's something about music, but I can't remember what that was. And there's something else that it said to look into and remember, but I can't remember. I'm sure it'll come come back, but I didn't have a phone or a pen on me. Didn't have nothing to write anything down. So it's quite a lot of information taken because it's just like all my senses were overloaded with all this crazy stuff I was finding and then I found like a little hut with stuff in and then I, I crossed and then when I finished that I went and crossed this dirt path and found some more woods went in there I had a look around and then I got to this bit next to this dirty pond thing and I found these little baby chicks and I thought they got left there, so I just instantly got them. Because I thought, if this is part of all this, then I've got to save these these chicks, because what if they've just left them here? I mean, I hope they're all right, because I should have just left them now looking back. But that pond looked dirty. It didn't look like anything was... It was habitable, habitable for anything. So I was worried about them. So I ran back to my shoes, went to the pub and asked around and no one was willing to help me. And then I managed to get some people to phone on SPCA. And then I just carried on. No one seemed to want to help, but whatever. At least I did what I could. And then I carried on walking. And then I got to some house... And it had, and then this old woman answered. She let me in. Oh, well, she didn't let me in the house, but she said like you can go sit in this 
like um, outhouse things. She said to me, well, be careful you don't break the glass and all this. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. And then I looked at the, the walls and that, and it was like this German thing. So I was thinking, is the guy a Nazi or what? Because he looked old, he looked dodgy, this guy did, her husband. And she told me that he had cancer and stuff. And there was this temperature gauge. And on the paper next to the temperature thing, it said, like, it goes below two. And then it just had a picture of a cloud of smoke. And I thought that was weird. I thought, uh, OK, <laughs> whatever that means. And then, uh, yeah, there's just loads of weird stuff, like there's some tablets in the bin. And I was thinking, well, what, is she trying to poison them or what? I mean, anything could have been happening. And there's some blankets for me to sleep on. And then I got the blanket, and it was like this little rough blanket, like a little dew blanket. So I don't know what was going on there. It seemed like another little test of some sort trying to make me do something but I'm not going to do anything I'm not going to hurt anyone but I went in the bathroom and I saw this statue with like bust bits body parts I was like no I'm not doing nothing to anyone I'm not hurting anyone but I just thought for, to freak them out in case they are bad people I'll just take these things off the wall like there was like a sore and stuff just to freak him out. But I wouldn't have done nothing. I'm pretty much a butter now. But a butter who's going to try and his best to make things better as much as I can. And uh, I went in the outhouse and there was some CDs and it was like some cold red out. And then all of a sudden a nephew came with his daughter or some shit and then so I decided to leave and then I was trying to make somewhere I could sleep and there's like loads of trees cut down with some leaves and stuff so I thought I'd be able to make somewhere I could sleep next to a tree and then some guy came out and said oh this is private property I'm like what this bit of green here that's not on your land and he was determined to kick me off, but I was like, having none of it because I was tired. <coughs> and I could tell he didn't know what to do with me because he, he wasn't, you know, whatever. I was just that, I wasn't going to let nothing stop me sleeping. I told him, Luke, I'm sleeping here. And he kept telling me, go. And I was like, no, sorry, I'm sleeping here. And then what, his neighbour came out and gave me a sleeping bag, so I was like, fine, whatever. And I carried on walking. And I remember him saying, oh, we don't want his kind here. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Like League of Gentlemen. Oh, don't want your kind here. Oh, it's like cheers. That's how people treat homeless people. So I've decided I'm not going to be homeless. I was very close to just giving everything up and being homeless, but nah. I'm going to stick with it, play the game, and be successful. Uh, win my girlfriend back and if I can't have kids then we'll adopt whatever but 
I want to have a family with my girlfriend. Well, my ex-girlfriend. Uh, but I know I've got to sort myself out and fix my brain as best I can, or adjust at least, and just take whatever the universe offers me and just go with it. Because I know whatever's my higher self or my future self or my future children or whatever it is, this thing kind of feels a bit like interstellar. <laughs> Maybe we are in a black hole, I don't know. But I know I'm being halt. <laughs> so, that's my plan. Fix myself. Oh yeah, no, I forgot the rest of the story though. So when I left with my sleeping bag, I carried on walking. And there's a bit as well I remember. I saw this street name, it said Soul Farm Close. <laughs> it's a weird name. Soul Farm Close. I read it like that, not like the name of a road. <laughs> anyway, I carried on. And then I was in these woods and the sun went down. And I was like, oh, I'm in the woods, it's wet. It's cold, what am I going to do? And then I just found a cabin, like an empty cabin. Well, not empty, it had stuff in. But it was open. And no one had been there for ages because there was dust and that. And I managed to find some little chocolate things, chocolate biscuits or some stuff that I could eat because I was starving. And they had some hot chocolate. And they even had like a bathroom and a, a sink next door so I could go to the toilet and everything it was brilliant and I looked up at the stars and I could see the stars, it was just beautiful and then I decided to go sleep for a bit there and then in the morning just got up and carried on walking kept on and on and on and on uh, and I remember walking past this van and I could swear it like just get in, just get in so I got in and tried to steal this van just so I could drive. And then he was like, no, get out. So I just got out and just walked off dead casual. I just wasn't bothered by then. And then I got to some more woods where all the woods were like, all the trees were on on the floor. Like, not, not, not down, but just on the floor. It was weird, like a dead forest. And then I got to this bit where there's like this hut, like a witch hut thing or whatever. I've seen loads of them in woods recently. And it had like a stick on just pointing towards this. It looked like a a farm of some sort. Um, so I walked in that direction and I walked around and then I came to this house and I just like, asked for some water. Some woman came out. So I just sat there and then I started talking about God and stuff and she told me how she's Christians and that, which was nice. And then her husband came and started talking to him. And then eventually, they made me a sandwich and stuff. Really nice. And then he gave me a lift to, uh, to town, to the homeless place. And then Yeah, it was nice. 
And then went to this homeless shelter place and then he gave me some clothes and then he, he bought me a ticket. Uh. And then I got home eventually and I got to London. I had to sit there with a big blue bag though, it looked dead sort. And then um and then the trains kept getting cancelled as well. The first train was about ten or eleven in the morning and then I think there wasn't a train till about ten at night. It was ridiculous. It was just like yeah, it was just like a simulation, it was weird. And at one point I was in the hospital in London as well, when I first went and started going homeless, when I was walking the streets. Someone hit me in the back with a hammer, so my back screwed again. There's a lot of stuff that happened actually. And then, got on the train, got back to Stoke about 10. So I, I didn't have my keys for me out my flat, so I decided to go to my sister's house. But it was like half ten by the time I got there, and the lights were off, so I didn't want to wake her up. So I went to go sleep in some woods nearby, but it was too wet, so I ended up in a church graveyard. Got some bits of wood and just started a fire. Kept me going all night, but I couldn't sleep. And then in the morning I walked to my sister's, but she obviously didn't want me to stay there because her husband, I don't get on with him very well. Uh, and then I had to come back to Manchester. It was mad. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say more later, but things are weird at the moment. But I do feel like I'm being helped rather than hindered being helped to like change my life, you know what I mean? Stop drinking, stop doing drugs, stop smoking. I'm trying the hardest thing at the moment is stopping smoking because there's just so much going on. It's like it's the one thing that just gives me something, you know. Even though it doesn't, it's weird, it's stupid, but it just kills a little you know, a few minutes. It's stupid, really. I shouldn't do it. But I've got an e-cig now I'm going to try and use. But, yeah, that's my first podcast. I'll let you know what's going on in my life. Crazy times. <laughs>